Hi everybody, welcome. This is Quinspiracy, yes, and I have, dude, I have one of our favorite fucking people in comedy. I have one of our favorite guests. This th shit flows out of this guy's mouth like it's like a river of comedy. <laughs> hey everybody, my name's Chris Horn. So happy to be on Quinspiracy. How we doing, bud? <laughs> He's uh, River Warren. There we go. Dude, I think I just got your new acting name. <laughs> That could be it, dude. That could make me big in Hollywood. River Warren. Whoa. Whoa, dude. Um, yeah, Chris Warren's one of my one of my favorite people in comedy. He's a hardworking comic. Um, he's everywhere. Chase biting that, chomping at the bit. What what's your advice to people that may want to be a comedian, Chris? <laughs> uh, don't do it. Just get a job, work hard, get to middle management and find a wife and be happy. But Chris but I have I have this yearning to make people laugh. <laughs> that that will never fill the hole in your heart. Go see a therapist. Or don't but, do comedy. But Chris, you don't. You've never seen my act. <laughs> <laughs> this is newcomer questions for Chris Warren. <laughs> My, my advice to newcomers, quit. <laughs> quit while you still have friends and family that will take your calls. Um, my advice to newcomers is, dude, is live your life. Get life experience, right? Um, a lot of these young dudes I see, they, they get into comedy so young. Um, I mean, now you got into it young, but you were already so miserable. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. I, I packed a lot of life in uh, short numbers of years. Addiction will do that to you. And no, and, and even when you were a comic, shit was really bad. And you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like for oh, Anthony. It's it's still a carnival of misery every morning when I wake up. It never ends. I'm trying to convince you how bad it is. It's oh, it's horrible. But like, what's what's my other option? Uh, be bad at, at a sales job or, or do this at night and pretend that uh, I'm, I'm more than that. I'm showing I'm showing the world how funny people are. There we go. All right. We did it. We did it. Um, yeah, so anyway, so, dude, the world's falling apart. Absolutely. World, I mean, honestly, Chris, I have to tell you something that happened to me the other day, and it's been real hard. This could be a food addict topic, but dude, it's a conspiracy topic. I couldn't get a cheesesteak the other day. I haven't been able to get a cheesesteak from my favorite place around here for over a week. What's your favorite place? What's stop you? Bands? Are the police out there looking for your ID? Dude, it's the supply chain. The supply chain of cheesesteaks? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you get a cheese. I can get you a cheesesteak right now. Dude, I can't too, but it's it's the the, the right cheesesteak. It's not, dude. You got a lot to learn about life, man. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a skinny guy. Food is not my area of expertise. I so know, I you. know. I know, you just eat Subway at the drop of a hat and fucking shit your <laughs> pants all the time. You uh, gotta you gotta support local Connecticut business. <laughs> Let me tell you, that is like one of the worst excuses I've ever heard for somebody not showing up to something. I ate Subway and I had to shit myself, so I couldn't make it. <laughs> Oh yeah, though I had to miss the show. I was still like gonna go, but I uh, I was throwing up blood at one point. <laughs> I texted my friend who's a nurse like, "Hey, I just threw up 
a little bit of blood? Can I still drive? And she was like, lay down right now and call an ambulance. Yeah, but you know what? You, you don't text your friend that's a nurse. What do you think she's going to tell you? Yeah, you'll be all right. Just swallow a Band-Aid. <laughs> Just swallow one of them waterproof Band-Aids. <laughs> Well, I, I used to call her when I thought I was overdosing. She'd be like, no, you're just having a panic attack. Just stop doing cocaine. And I'd be like, okay, good. We saved an ambulance trip. You're not overdosing. You're just a piece of shit. <laughs> so she's made some good calls sometimes. So I, you know, I deferred to her expertise. I had to call somebody with a master's degree to tell me I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dude, okay, so here's the thing, though. If you call somebody that's a nurse, mm-hmm. and you're like, you know, I, I, I'm I, sick, I ate something, and there's something wrong with me, should I drive? They're going to say no. They're going to well, say she, no. See, she, she made me go to the hospital. It was a whole thing. I had to get an IV, and I was just sitting there getting an IV while they the let boys you go, were right? doing comedy. They looked at you when you walked in like, they looked at you like, oh, shit. Subway again, huh? Some Subway weirdo. <laughs> we got another one. This guy's been eating Subway. Clear the emergency room. We got to get him in stat. Oh, what? He's got a little... His stomach hurts? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you try swallowing a Band-Aid, you fucking half a fanook? All right. Uh, you know, it's hard, man, because like when you're sick, you're sick. When you're sick, you're sick, and, and nobody understands... Have you ever, like, isn't calling out to work one of the fucking worst things ever? Yeah, because they never, like, I never want to do it. I don't know, I'm one of those people that, like, I'll show up and I'll do a bad job, but I'm going to show up, right? I'm never, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a good employee, but I'm a loyal employee. I will show up and be mediocre every day. And, then, uh, you know, when you call out, they never believe you. They're always like, oh, you're sick, huh? And it's like, oh, yeah, I am. And then you could be like, hi. This is Anthony. I can't breathe. Pray for me. I can't make it in. You hang up there and be like, he's fucking faking. <laughs> well, that's the other thing, too. Whenever I'm sick, like, I can still f- talk like a normal human being. So if you don't sound sick, he's like, what do you want me to do? You want me to throw up on the phone? Like, I just, I, I don't feel good. <laughs> I did do a shitty thing to my job, or one of my jobs a couple weeks ago. Actually, no, it was, was it my, it was the day after my birthday, and I had a shitty birthday, it was last week. Oh, and, and I forgot to wish you happy birthday, I'm so sorry, friend. I know, because you're too fucking busy trying to make it in comedy. Well, Anthony, I'll make time for, if I had known, I would have made time for you. you forget the I would have brought you a cake. You forget the little big people, you forget the little round people, you fuck. <laughs> I was going to say, there's nothing little about you, Anthony. You're a roundest. <laughs> fucking uh no but anyway so i woke up and i was like i saw i looked on the schedule and i saw they had coverage and i was like fuck it i'm just i'm I'm fucking calling in but i didn't even call in i just said i had car trouble and i turned my phone off (laughs) well if you're skipping for your birthday i feel like that's a good use of no it was the day after they gave me my birthday off it was the day after were you hung over a little bit but i mean i just I didn't want to go in, and I thought they had coverage because they've been like overbooking. They've been like um, overstaffing, and I read the schedule wrong, and there was nobody there. Now, somebody was there like 
basically breakfast goes up at eight. Yeah. So somebody did come in at eight, so it wasn't like nobody was there for hours. But the chef had to fucking, and he's this little pricky Mexican guy, who's uh like I like him, but he's still a prick, you know. <laughs> Reminds me of you. <laughs> I was waiting for that. No, but the thing is, the difference is I'm hardcore, and I would. And it's the thing with him is you just never know which way he'll go. You pretty much know which way I'll go. Um, I think, right? <laughs> I mean, you sometimes you get a couple white claws in me. You get those shark eyes. I just I don't know who I'm talking to anymore. You get scared. <laughs> you get those shark. You, you, you keep telling me, Chris, come in the supply closet. I want to show you something. I want to show you something. You just you're grabbing me real hard. Oh man, fuck. It's, it's going to need more than a couple White Claws for that, pal. <laughs> you better make me a, a White Claw boiler maker. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? If somebody pour a shot in my White Claw. I just took a crack at Chris Warren. <laughs> yeah, I'd like a, a shot of Jameson in my lemon White Claw. Oh, dude, I'm so... You don't ever want to drink Jameson with Anthony Quinn. Oh, my God. That's Oh, you don't drink. I don't drink. Back in the day, Anthony, we would have we would have had a party. You know, you said you smoked pot too, but I don't even think you were that much of a pothead. I don't. I don't really think. I think you're just right. Were you ever? You're not really a pothead, are you? Well, I um. Come on, you're so, talking to one of the biggest potheads that's ever walked the fucking earth. Okay, I have a felony on my fucking record for growing pot. You fucking. No, I mean, I used person. to. I used to back in college. I was a huge, huge pothead. Doesn't matter. Uh, college doesn't matter. If you say back in college, it doesn't fucking matter. You had nothing better to do. You were overprivileged, dude. Somewhere fucking with a bunch of other overprivileged. Were you in a fraternity? You think I was cool enough to get into a fraternity? You are so nice. I tried, and they said no, thank you to my application. You did try. I did. I rushed. They call it when you go and like I guess audition at the frat. Uh, the different frats, and it's, it's one of the dumbest, like, gayest Those, things on Earth. I hate fraternities. Those fucking douchebags wouldn't take you? They wouldn't. I wasn't cool enough, man. What college were, is this? At, what college is this? It was up at uh, Syracuse University. Oh, my se- fucking Syracuse. I used to go there all the time and see shows and stuff. I saw some great shows there. I think it was the Armory. Is that the name of the place? I don't remember. It's been years. <laughs> you fuck. It hasn't been years, you fuck. It's, it's been, been 20, that was 20, it's been years, 20 ago, years. What? Anthony. How long? 20 years. No, wait. How old are you? Anthony, I'm 45. No, you're. Shut the fuck. Shut the. You're like 27 or 29 or something. Anthony, I mean, whatever you want to believe. It hasn't been 20 years. I was there when I was. Tw- I went to college. Anthony, we've been doing little... college together for the last decade. <laughs> I went to co- I went to college when I was 11. Those Syracuse fucks wouldn't let me in their their fraternity. Yeah, they said it made the girls uncomfortable <laughs> to see a 12 year old drinking. <laughs> they said, they said, you and your peach fuzz, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we can't have you on our consent forms. Um. Wow. What what fraternity? Well, okay. Well, it was in Syracuse. Okay. We 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 can we contact any of those dudes or do you know any of their names? So no. Here's the thing. Here's how it works. So you go to like there was something ridiculous, like fifteen of them or something, and so 
you you go like to each one for like an hour or two or something. It's like a three day process. It's so fraternities? weird. Fifteen fraternities. Yeah, or something like that. It was like fifteen, twenty. It was a lot, and you <laughs> go to like, you have to go to all of them. It was like a it was like a job convention or something. Yeah, I right? know. It was essentially a job convention, <laughs> and you basically do these like mandates where you like sit down with three or four of the brothers and they like interview you, and it's very weird. And so they, were you doing comedy at that point? No, no, I was like nineteen, so I wasn't. I wasn't doing anything. So you were cool. just looking. Little Chris Warren was looking to get accepted. How many? How many turned you down? Uh, all, all fifteen. No way. No. Way. Uh, so yeah, it was all fifteen. Turned uh, something like a fifteen, sixteen. All turned me down. <laughs> when people ask you why you're a comedian, you should just say. Oh, for 15. <laughs> oh, for much like my uh, attempt with women, all of them turned me down. Oh, for that's good though. That's good. I think it would have been bad for me. I no. think because I at that time I was young, I wanted acceptance. Like I would have died of alcohol poisoning if they told me. To. No, you know what, dude? Somebody explained a fraternity to me once. The best way I've ever heard fraternity explained, and it was by somebody who was. Uh, repressed homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's. I, I feel like you're just blowing up someone's spot. I feel like maybe that's no, not no, no. He was, story. he was. He married some crazy chick. Um, and he was like, he said to me, he said, uh, being in a fraternity is like having a hundred best friends. And I was like, <laughs> it sounds like he, sounds like he probably tortured people. <laughs> I mean, also, I feel like having a hundred best friends kind of defeats the purpose of a best friend. It's like having a, it's like having everything in the world. It's like having, and dude, back back in those days, this was he went to college. This was long, long time. He went to college in the nineties. And can you imagine what's going on? I went to visit people at college, and I was like, like go away. I went to community college, pal. Okay, relax, calm down. Where'd you go? What's your alma mater? Orange County Community College. That's the that's the best one. It's like the Ivy League of community colleges within, you know, a, a twenty mile radius. You know what? I didn't graduate, but I got into freshman. I got into um, I got into English. I got into all the English classes, and people were like, "How did you get into the English classes?" And I was like, "Dude, I'm Anthony Quinn." <laughs> 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 That's the first time I used that. No, um, yeah, but dude, those guys, uh, that guy, my friend, he, he, they're probably some crazy shit. I heard sh- crazy shit about stuff that went on at those parties, man. Like some, uh, some crazy chick would be, pe- uh, well, anyway, let's, let's, let's move on. <laughs> let's, let's not make people sad. Okay, Chris, this is a comedy podcast. You and your fraternity buddies are just making people sad. I mean, that's the goal, man. All right, so can we contact some of these fraternities? You remember the name of them? I probably, if I thought about it long enough, I, uh, you know, I, you know what I do remember? I really wanted to be in Teak, TKE, because they were like. I'm writing that not, down. I'm writing that down right now. Yeah, because they, they weren't like the coolest house, because I knew I had no chance of getting into like the cool house. What was the cool house? What was the cool house? I, I don't remember. Think, think. I channel it. Here's Ocean Waves. Shh. Uh, I, fuck, I don't remember. I also remember that um, I was a legacy. At ATO. 
Oh my god, and they wouldn't let you in? That no, that's the funniest part is my grandfather had gone and was like one of the guys in that fraternity oh back then, god. like in the early 1900s when it like got started or whatever. He was a and they still they still were like, "Yo, dude, his grandson's a nerd. We can't have him in the frat." Oh my god, that's fucking great. Dude, like you're one of the dudes that even if you had billions of dollars, the Illuminati would be like, "Nah, you're good." <laughs> yeah, no. Exactly. When I make my comedy billions, I'm, they're going to be like, "We're all set. We're we're not accepting new members at this time." <laughs> That'd be the email. I get like, back you got from a the lot Illuminati. Of money, bud. You want to buy some oil? Okay, well, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> want to buy some oil? That's what I'm doing right now. With gas prices going up, I just have. Uh, oil drums in my apartment waiting for it to go oh, even higher. It's my investment. Drums. Uh, you know, um, I was, I, <laughs> I, yeah, you must be spending unbelievable amounts of money on gas. It's, uh, it's not ideal, but you know, I got a nice, a nice Honda with some good gas mileage. So I, I just, to. I coast it and hope for the best. Me too. I mean, honestly, the gas, it's probably like $5 more a trip for me. It's not really that much because I have a little Honda too. Maybe it's doubled, but some place that used to cost me 10 bucks cost me 20 I mean, it's not round trip. It's not bone crushing or anything, but um, it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't want to get negative, but it's ridiculous what they're doing, what, what's going on right now because it's really all speculation. They're getting the same amount of oil and shit like that. You know, it's well. Uh, what it's, what I heard, Anthony. What I heard uh, is, I guess we're getting into conspiracies territory now. What I heard is that uh, because Russia is one of the biggest producers of uh, petroleum on the continent of Europe, when they got cut off from Western Europe, Western Europe started buying more from the Saudis, which is who we normally buy from, and the UN had basically told the Saudis to fix their oil prices to starve out the Russians. Uh, and instead, they got greedy and upped it. And because now we're competing with Europe to buy the oil from the Saudis, they they're just having a field day with making money hand over fist. You know, it's it's complicated. It's very very complicated. But a lot of times, it is it is really it in in. It could be complicated, but it's really simple. Like you said, you explained it very simply, and that's it. They're just gouging us. They're gouging us because they can. And, you know, it's... it's. But really, I mean, we're living such cushy lives in this country, and all anybody does is, is complain all the time. And it's... it. We're in a very strange, unsettling place right now, man. I mean, I don't know. Do you feel that or no? Um, well, I feel like people are saying that a lot now. I feel like at every different point in my life, people have been like, man, we're living in strange times. I think the world's always been weird. And no, you're right. And continue to be, you know, just in different ways. You're right, but when... You're absolutely right. It's always a recession. They're never going to say, hey, we're making money. <laughs> yeah, that will, that happened in the, like, 80s and 90s, and we will never see that again. Happened. Bill Clinton was the only one. Bill Clinton was the only one that was ever like, dude, I fucking solved the national debt. Let's party. <laughs> I remember that was his platform he ran on. Let's, let's party. Let's fucking party. Take your dick out. Um, well, our dick's never coming out again um, as a country. <laughs> 
if anything, it's going to get chopped off. No, nah, America's America's still number one. So, so it's just it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But like you said, but okay. So this is what I was going to say. So like you said, every every era has its like oh oh it's recession, but it's never been where people don't go out on Friday night. Oh, I mean, back, um, I mean, not in our lifetime, but, like, back in the 70s, it was really bad. They had gas rations. You could only go to the gas station on certain days, depending whether your license plate was odd or even, and there'd be lines, and but they'd run out of gas. scared and people to go back. out. People weren't scared to go out because they thought they were going to catch a fucking disease. Oh, I mean, I was just out tonight. People are always out. Don't, don't listen to that. I'm not listening oh, to it. I'm living it, douche. Sorry, yeah, I didn't, man. I didn't people people where, are where were you out, out in Queens? There. In Queens, where the fucking population density is crazy. Of course, people are going to be out in Queens because they don't have to use public transportation. That's true. But, but like, how many people uh, do you see with masks on? A lot, right? No, I don't. I haven't seen a mask in a minute. In Queens, you didn't see any masks. I saw no masks. I'm telling you, Anthony, COVID is over. Where were you in Queens? I was up in Astoria, dude. COVID is over. What's the name of the place you were at? I, uh, it was like, I forget what it was called. It was like 3008 or something, like the name. <laughs> who, who was running the show? Uh, it was, it was a trendy comedy. Who, who's the person? Uh, we don't want to put him on air, Anthony. Oh, we don't? Why not? Well, I don't know if he wants to be involved with this. I'm not trying to blow up a man's spot. Whoa. Involved with what? Involved with conspiracies. He, he <laughs> might not approve of the conspiracies being discussed. Are you serious? Wow. Holy shit. What Anthony, you're a very controversial figure. What conspiracies are we discussing that that nobody goes out on Friday night? <laughs> you're lying, Anthony Quinn. You're Anthony lying. Quinn, you're, you're this generation's Alex Jones. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I wish, man, I wish. The thing, you know, this is the thing. The reason why I could never be Alex Jones. And, Chris, you don't think I could be, I could be an awesome preacher, man. I could be the best preacher, but then I would have to lie. What are you, in comedy? No, I'm talking about, like, a Jesus person. Oh, Jesus, I don't think you have to lie. I think you speak from the heart, you speak the <laughs> truth. People will see the, the genius in you that I do. No, but... <laughs> I just want to do it for the money, you know. Oh, see, that's like y'all do it for the love of the game, and then the money comes. That's what all good cult the leaders. Game, the Jesus game, the Jesus game, the Jesus game. Yeah, let's let's get ordained, Anthony. We can get ordained <laughs> online these days. We do like a six week Zoom course. What you got to learn how to? You got to learn how to just uh, snap the wrist. <laughs> what a denomination get, do you think you'd go? And get the rotation. You got to get the rotation right. And then, you know, the people believe you. What'd you say? What what the, yeah, what, uh, if you're going to become a, the, a preacher, what denomination I are you going to be? I would have to be, like, something really hardcore, like like Pentecost, like Southern Baptist Pentecostal or something. Like uh, talking to the snakes? Yeah, or, like, speaking in tongues. I have to speak in tongues and, and, like, feel the spirit and stuff like that. Oh, give, give speaking in tongues a try. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to give it a I know I could do it. I know I could do it. I could make people believe in in, in, in in whatever I wanted to, but 
You know, it's just, it's hard. It's hard, man. Like, how can these dudes do it? You, you know, especially some of these conspiracy guys in their YouTube channels, you know everything they're saying is bullshit, and they know it. How can they do it, Chris? For money? Well, no, see, that's the thing, Anthony. I think most of them, you know, there's definitely some charlatans out there. I think a lot of them um, do believe it, and that's the problem. I think they want to believe. I think they. Yeah. Want, I think it's like some kind of like a mild sociopathic vibe where like they, they want to believe it, but they know it's not true. There's, there's also a lot of <laughs> mental illness. Like I think there's a lot of people with like uh, bipolar disorder or uh, you know maybe a mild case of schizophrenia that are able to stay functional without pills, but uh, then go on the internet and uh, say those things. <laughs> what medication you take? Uh, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got the algorithms, my medicine. Dude, do you ever... Okay, all right, Chris Wan. I'm Anthony Quinn. This is the Quinnspiracy. Tell me right now, do you believe in the Mandela Effect? Go. Well, isn't the Mandela... Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not an expert on this. I was under the impression that the Mandela Effect is just that people misremember things that are similar. Absolutely. And just a lot of people misremember the same thing because it's something that's easy to misremember. I didn't think it was like a conspiracy or supernatural. I just thought it was a, a phenomenon that happened with group things. Okay, so, 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 okay. So, do you know the one guy, what's his name? Uh, Joel something? He's like a big preacher. What's his name? Oh, Joel, Joel Osteen. My dad was really into him when he was trying what's to his not name? be gay. What, what is it? Joel Osteen. Is it Olstein? I believe it is. Okay. So this is one of the biggest Mandela effects that they say is that it's his name is actually Joel Osteen. It's not Olstein, it's Osteen. But see that's I don't think that's like a conspiracy. That just might be so, people yeah, it's mis not. It's mispronouncing not. So what, his what, name. What they're saying is is that it changed reality changed. I just, I just think that people mispronounced his name for a long time and they got called out on but, it. I don't but, think that's okay, supernatural. So they're, they're saying reality changed. What it derives from is when what the reason why they, you know, why they call it the Mandela effect or no? Do you? Oh, because wasn't it that like uh, when Nelson Mandela died, a lot of people thought he had died in like the nineties? Yeah. Well, they say that 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 it was reported that he died in prison, and then all of a sudden he was paroled. Like years later, he was paroled, and then he, well. It was like a despotic apartheid regime, and maybe they just put that out there as propaganda or got it wrong. I don't remember ever hearing that he was dead. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I was also probably like nine at the time. No, but was I was here. They everyone just kept saying free Mandela. It was everywhere. There was no. Uh, there was no. Um, hey, we want revenge for Mandela, or hey, man, I never. I don't, and I have a. For a burnout, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say druggy, but for somebody who is, you know, I, I have a very good. I think I think my memory's semi-autistic. <laughs> I mean, for someone that's been hit in the head with a baseball bat as many as times as you have, your mind's like a steel trap. Actually, I did get a concussion. Have you ever had a concussion? Uh, yeah, I've had like three. Really? Did you see yeah. the birds? I did not see the birds. I just got really nauseous and lost vision briefly. Okay. I, like, actually concussed, got knocked out. Ooh, that's a bad one. And I fucking, uh, yeah, somebody broke in to st steal my weed, and they took a, a board and smashed it over my head. 
Oddshaw wasn't that far off. <laughs> and uh, and when the thing was, I totally under. Remember how in Looney Tunes or in some of the cartoons, they you'd see the birds flying around their head. Yeah. When people like got up after being concussed, <laughs> even though we didn't know it was they were concussed back then. I literally saw the birds. Like I saw, I was like somewhere else, and I came to. I saw the birds, and I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, the assailant. What kind of what kind of birds were they? The assailant is is is, is running out. Thank God. Uh, you know, I I don't know, but they, it was just. It wasn't that they necessarily look like birds, but I identified immediately, like the next day or like within a short time after that. I identified with what I saw as a kid. You know what I'm saying? With the birds flying around like that. Okay, like, so, so cartoons are more accurate to real life than we gave them credit for. Somebody actually, yeah, absolutely. Somebody got a concussion and they they saw what I did and that's why that's in a cartoon. We did it, Chris. That's that's the real conspiracy right there. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Mel Blank was trying to hide his fucking concussions. <laughs> um... Yeah. So, all right. Well, how did how did we get on concussions? <laughs> You're talking about how good your memory is. You should remember. Oh, my memory's really good, dude. I have a good memory. Yeah, we were talking about Mandela, and I never remember them saying that he died. So yeah, I think it's just some internet bullshit they put out there. Oh, but this is the thing. It's big, and it's got a lot of fans. So. So this is what you always have to do. You have to try to, because I saw some stuff that was kind of highly produced. I mean, it was it, it had decent production value. And when you see the guy who's like the head Mandela guy, he's a total idiot. He thinks that, um, what did he think? He thinks that the 9-11, he thinks that nobody died. It's all, like, he thinks all this crazy shit. And... This is the, this is what freaks me out is that he gets mad. He gets mad at people that don't believe him. And how like that makes me think you're an absolute lunatic. Well, yeah, no, Anthony. There's there's a lot of you've been to an open mic for comedy, correct? <laughs> you're you're telling me that you're surprised there's a lot of mentally ill people running around there. Actually, Chris. <laughs> You have no idea the amount of mental people, mentally ill people I fucking deal with these days. <laughs> you, you go to an open mic in North Jersey, and 99% of those people should be in an institution. <laughs> uh, anyway, so it's just, dude, if, you, if, if me and you, right, if we were like, all right, listen. We're going to do a conspiracy podcast. We, we don't necessarily believe in a lot of it, but we think that we can make a payday, maybe expose some truth, maybe like broaden people's horizons, maybe like, you know, make them understand that um, everybody involving any conspiracy could be enough, but you should try to stay informed and try to see what's going on. You know? Yeah, well, isn't that, isn't that what this is? It, yeah. <laughs> I think you're describing the podcast wrong. <laughs> But I'm saying, if we really tried. <laughs> Anthony, I'm giving you 110% effort right now. Are you telling me you're not even, you're phoning it in right now? No, no, no. I'm saying if we had like a show on A&E or, well, when, okay, when we have the show. 
I would um, love to be on a show with you on A&E. So, okay, so this is the thing. Okay, you know, you brought up a good point. So this is the show. So the best way to do it is to do what we're doing. The best way to do it is to do what we're doing. And I'm telling you, dude, Chris, this hurts me to say. Are you, are you ready? Sit down. So grab your seat. I'm lying in my bed in the dark staring at the ceiling. I'm ready. Are you, are you home already? I'm home. So you made the transition to your car and from the car and everything and I didn't even notice? Anthony, I'm a professional <laughs> broadcaster. Dude, I just don't understand why people get so mad about Flat Earth. I really I know you're a science guy. I know you believe in your your fallacy universe and stuff. But Chris, people get and you're one of them. You get mad and all the pictures you see of the universe all the time are fake. The supernova pictures they showed the other day were photoshopped fakeness. Well, well, first of all, Anthony, I take a little bit of umbrage with the fact you called me a science guy. I'm a God guy. <laughs> and if you read your Bible, you know the earth is round. No. No. No, the Bible, the staunch Bible people are the biggest flat earthers. They, see, they're not reading it in the original Aramaic. It's just the one thing about Noah said he saw the fucking f some shit. But but the firmament, they this is what these dudes say. The it says the firmament in the Bible. You know what the firmament is? Are you gonna have to inform me? The firmament is the dome that's surrounding our area, that's surrounding our planet. And you know what they call? You know what's funny is the Van Allen belt. Is what What's they that? call is what you don't know what the Van Allen belt is? No, someone told me about flat earth and I was like, that's pretty dumb and moved on with my life. No, but Van Allen belt has nothing to do with flat earth. Van, oh, you, like a, do you really not know what the Van Allen belt is? Are you serious? Well, see, now I'm starting to, I feel like I'm being shamed for it. <laughs> Dude, you are so shamed. If, if you honestly, if you say, if you have a, a, an attitude about flat earth and you say that we went to the moon and you don't know what the Van Allen belt is, Kind of brutal, pal. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got your back and every other thing, but this, I, you're out on an island. <laughs> Dude, I feel like I just got brought on to a, a sneak attack interview. I was going to told it was going to be softball questions. But all of a sudden, now they're asking me about the accusations and where the money is. And it's just, this is not what my manager told me this would be. I want a three-way call with your new boss right now. <laughs> I want to let him know what he's fucking getting. Hey, you want this flip floppy guy? Yeah, this guy doesn't even believe in flat Earth. You really gonna let him work at your company? <laughs> you, you want this flip floppy guy that as soon as he gets any kind of moderate success in comedy, he's gonna leave your shit job. <laughs> that would be that. That's gonna be a great day when I can quit the day job to make twenty thousand dollars a year doing bar shows. I told my girl. I told my girl, I said, the first full-time job I get in comedy, I don't care where it is, I'm taking it. Well, you could work at a club. That would technically count. No, no, no. I'm talking about cruise. If they want me to go to Alaska and tour for six months, I'm down. <laughs> You're going to tour Alaska for six months. I'm down. Dude, if they pay me like 1000 a week, I'm good. You're going to go to every little hamlet and village out in the, the Yukon, and you're going to do a show. Hi, everybody. I'm Anthony Quinn. How you doing? <laughs> oh, what, you're cold? Get over it, douche. I'm Anthony Quinn.
that'd be great if you learned like Inuit <laughs> and start doing comedy on the reses out there. That could be a whole market for you. Dude, I love the original fucking uh, Miracle on thirty four on thirty fourth Street. You ever see that one? <laughs> We're all over the place. What are you talking about? The original thir- Miracle on thirty fourth Street. He starts singing Inuit. He starts going. It, it's awesome. It's so good. It was like made in in like 1934 or something. And they wanted to prove that he was Santa Claus. And they were thinking, what is the most obscure language in the world? <laughs> and so that, instead of asking him to bring his flying reindeer, they had him sing Inuit. Yeah, like he was like, um, uh, you know, he was a Santa Claus at, at, at Macy's. And they were like, oh, you know, because Santa Claus supposedly speaks every language. You know that, right, Chris? I see this. I, this is left out of my upbringing. I was not. I thought he spoke English you like an American. You know that Santa speaks every... Dude, that's... Wait, you tell me he brings presents to those commies over in Europe? I don't think so. <laughs> he speaks every language, dude. And they were like wondering, like, is this guy real? Is he real? And there was an Inu... They used to call them an E-word. That was uh, similar to a, an ice cream, right? Yo, careful, Anthony. You're going to get us canceled. <laughs> Watch yourself. It Look was... what they did to Chief Wahoo over in Cleveland, dude. They're coming for everybody. <laughs> it was similar to an ice cream. And uh, and he sang, and it was like, Donkey, donkey, shushka. He said, shushka. And it was, he was Papa Show Show. And I'm just like, dude, fuck. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah, Anthony, you have a beautiful singing voice. <laughs> Honestly, if we ever make it, I think I'm going to get that sound clip and that's going to be the intro to every podcast I ever do. <laughs> that's yeah, you should sing your own walkout music and that should be it. <laughs> Santa Claus, the Inuit fucking Christmas song. <laughs> oh man. So, all right, so Chris, tell me right now. So, what do you think that people should do? We're going to wrap up soon. I realize you're home. You, you drove all night. You're bearing with us here. But this is this is podcast gold. You have to admit that, right? Oh, for Anthony, every time we get together, <laughs> it's like magic. So, so, so what do you think? Like, what do you, what would, say you had a kid. I mean, some weird, some weird reality <laughs> where you could actually get laid and you had a kid. <laughs> Dude, that would be so nice. Let's just sit in that for a second. Let's let's manifest that for me. Ocean waves. And what if he said, okay, you ready? You ready? You out of your neutral now? I'm ready. What if he said, Papa, is everything going to be okay? What would you say? I, I would say... <laughs> Listen here, little Jimmy. Jimmy? That's, that's, yeah, the wife named him, you know. <laughs> you you got to think about the woman that would let me have a kid with her, and she's not, you know, the brightest bulb. Little J- uh, James. James. So she, she picked the name. She picked Jimmy. It is what it is. So me and little Jimmy, I'd be like, Jimmy, come come sit with your papa. Come, come sit here by the fire. Jimmy, everything's going to be okay, all right, because God loves you. And as long as you try your best, everything everything's going to work out the way it was supposed to. And you might not like it sometimes. It might be hard to take the way things work out. But it's not for us to decide what God's plan is. It's it's for us to do our best 
within it. And you just got to believe and pray every night. Wow. And I give him a little, little kiss on the head and send him to bed. Holy shit. So what would he be praying to? He'd be praying to God, the G-Man in the sky. <laughs> what God, though? Like, Oh, there's only one, Anthony. <laughs> oh, yeah? Who's yeah. that? I'm, I'm all ears, dude. I'm I'm literally I'm, I'm one ear right now, waiting to hear. Oh, uh, Hashem. <laughs> Hashem, God of the Hebrew people, the one true God. <laughs> Whoa, Chris. I heard... I, I heard he could be kind of a little brutal, no? He, he can be, but only to those who deserve it. He's a just God, you know? He's a what? He's a, he's a just God. Are you sure? Yeah. You telling me Sodom and Gomorrah didn't have it coming? <laughs> uh, Fathers were sleeping with their daughters over there. He had to do something about that. Dude, I've heard, I've read other versions where, like, he was... Really? And he had friends in other versions. He had, like, other gods and stuff. And well, they... that's actually the weird thing. If you read the Old Testament, like, in the... You actually, like, examine it and stuff, uh, especially gods. if you read the Hebrew version. Um, you know, in old... And I'm, someone's going to mad at me because I'm sure I'm wrong on some level. But, like, my interpretation, my understanding of it was that the Old Testament never said that, like, God is the only God. He's just the one true God of of human beings and people, of man. It, so it's like, these other gods in the Old Testament are real, but they're like false almost, and they're like weird other ethereal beings you gotta watch out for. Hold on one second, hold on one second. Hi, we're back. Yes, me and Chris Warren, we had a history lesson. I peed, and he just rattled on about <laughs> all kinds of smart stuff that did not help him get any ass in high school. Dude, you start talking about the Bronze Age collapse of the Hittite Empire, you bitches be going crazy. <laughs> bitches. You're out of your mind, Anthony. Panty peeler. That's a panty peeler. Um, all right, so real quick, Chris Warren dropped like some science on us about the early Hebrew texts. I hope he's qualified to talk about that. <laughs> I'm definitely going to get a call from like the Shoah Foundation tomorrow. <laughs> So, all right, so I'm going to tell you a story. And this is, everything I say pretty much is backed up by real life experience. That's the only thing that Anthony Quinn really has. Okay. <laughs> is a lot of real life experience and a decent way to fucking talk about it. Um, so, so I was in, I went to Amsterdam a bunch of times. I had friends that were in Holland. And when I say friends, it was the people that had weed there. <laughs> Of course. Um, You're on break. I've been there a bunch of times. I was a judge in the Cannabis Cup. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Um, and I remember, like, I think it was one of the first times I was there. It was, like, the 90s. Very very interesting. Pretty wild. And it was the Cannabis Cup. So it was all kinds of people. It would, only, it would be on Thanksgiving Day. Excuse me. So only hardcore people. Sorry, I didn't mean the burp in your ear. <laughs> I get it. When I drink White Claw and I talk about uh, Amsterdam, I burp. I'm sorry. Um, only people that were hardcore could go because it was Thanksgiving Day. So it was like there'd be all these Americans. And this one guy, was he, was, he wanted to interview me. He was doing some, some fucking uh, 
some documentary. Back then, it was weird. It was, it was new. The internet was new. Everything was new. And I was like, I was trafficking weed. So I was like, no, nah, I can't be in your documentary. <laughs> <laughs> can't be in your documentary about this international crime I'm committing. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I had weed plants in my house. I was like, you know, receiving boxes of fucking weed from all over the fucking country. Um, and I was like, no, nah, I, I can't be in a documentary. But he was like, he showed, he had a, a a Bible. It was like, it was like this big Bible. He said it was the first Bible. It was like the original, I think it was the Cabal. I think that's what they call it. And he showed me and he said in it, there was, there was different gods. And they were like, one God went and trashed town and the other God, like there, it was like, it was this whole different thing. It was very interesting stuff. And the guy was sincere. He didn't ask me for money. <laughs> I think he bought me a drink. Um, but he was very sincere and it was very interesting to me. <laughs> I thought you had more to say. <laughs> no, no, I, but I'm just saying like is I think that one of the things that I'm really on board with is the fake history thing. I really am. What do you I, mean? I, I think that just shit has been changed and shaped. I don't well, know. 100%. Because whoever, you know, it's like the old kind of cheesy saying of like the, the, the winners write history, but it's it's true. Yeah, when people say that, it makes my fucking body shake in a weird, it makes my fucking dick want to implode back up into my body and make me a, a Quinn woman. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's, it's true because if you look at like most of what we know about like, for instance, Western Europe, uh, for a certain era of history, is really just all by the Romans and Greeks. Like, most, they destroyed most of the other texts. Dude. So we only have their... Like, there are certain cultures uh, from history that we have no none of their personal what? records. We just have records about people that conquered them and but, what they thought of them. So, like, how look, is that accurate? If you look at the real books that they have, they're not that old, dude. There's no books that they supposedly the Vatican's got a lot of old books, but dude, I look at the Vatican. Look at all the shit they got going on there. Do you believe any of their old books? I don't know. I'm not trying to be a douche, and I'm not trying to be some nut, but I. But that's also the other thing you got to remember: any old book, because like right, we think, oh, this book's like a thousand years old. It must no, they be don't like have accurate. a thousand year old book. They don't. Well, we we do. That's just factually incorrect. But do they? Do they? Yeah, we got books from like the 800s. Are you sure? I definitely go at least from the 800s. It might are you, go farther are you back. Positive about that? Yeah, we have. Okay. Uh, All right, okay. And you know what, Chris? This is the thing. The reason why I don't have it on a fucking flashcard right now, why I don't have the exact date of the books we have, because nobody cares. Nobody cares. And also, even if that book is okay for argument's sake, like only a thousand years old, right? It just some guy wrote it one day. So it's really just that we're taking the word of a guy from a thousand years ago. Just because it's old doesn't mean it's accurate. Like, he could have had his own biases or been wrong or misunderstood something. I mean, there's people that say all kinds of crazy shit about history. And it's it's very interesting stuff because they have a point in some ways. I think we've talked about this. Like, some of the megalithic structures and stuff. And, I, you know, it's just interesting. I don't think that some giants or some other race built them. But I just think... I think they're lying about free power. You know, I think there's free energy that we can have. 
I think it's there. I think there's energy everywhere. And we can harness it, but they just they're just holding it back. What do you think about that? Do you think that's possible? Well, I mean, if we're gonna say like energy could just they could just give it to us for free. Like there are countries like Iceland that have geothermal and their electricity costs nothing because they're on a volcano. Like they're definitely methods. It just becomes um because the real issue with all that is how to distribute and move that energy to place it from the place it's created to the place it exi- uh, you need it. So, like, in, in places like Nevada, where solar energy makes so much sense because it's a desert, right? You can power more than enough, uh, you know, solar energy in Nevada to, like, power L.A. The problem is getting that energy to L.A., also storing it. Because, you know, you can only store that kind of energy in batteries for so long before it starts diminishing. So it's not that there's not a way to have all this energy. It's just getting it from the places where it exists to the places where we live. And one thing that fucking drives me crazy when people talk about Tesla. That drives me fucking nuts. Why? Because I think it's diversionary. So many people talk about Nikola's Tesla that I'm starting to think he's fake. You, you with everything being fake, man. There's a lot of evidence about Nikola no, Tesla. No, 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 and I think he's great, dude. Supposedly, like, I don't know. It's just when everybody's saying something, it makes me think, like, there's something else going on. Like, are you talking about the Tesla coils being able to pull electricity from uh, the sky? Yeah, they're saying that there's energy everywhere and that he, you heard about the town where there was the big... It was a big power tower and actually wasn't even hooked up. It was fake. I not. No? Oh, supposedly J.P. Morgan. Dude, I, I've been into this shit forever, man. I know all the stuff. Supposedly J.P. Morgan is one of the real douchebags in the history of the... You know that, right? Like, he's... He's the guy that, like, really wanted to put, like, Mao Zedong over and stuff. I mean, it's... Dude, it's fucking... It's crazy, dude, when you really look into it. And it's all about bankers, man. That's really all it is. J.P. Morgan was a banker. Well, I mean, look at who controls the world right now. It's a a finance investment firm called BlackRock that literally owns, like, 90% of, like, the U.S. economy. So, okay, so so here it is. Here it is. We're going to wrap up soon. I really appreciate you you accommodating us, man. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. Um, I'm talking about the end of the world. <laughs> You're the only one I like talking about how fucked up the world is. <laughs> Everyone else, we do comedy on this show. <laughs> well, it's pretty serious. If you want to have a comedy podcast, we have a comedy podcast. You want to talk about the deep things, you know, I'm here for it. So, so, okay. So what are they just... Is it just like dudes that have money that, or is it guys that want to rule the world? Is it guys that like want to like make clones and never die and all that stuff? Like, I mean, I, I I'm just saying, like, how much of that is real? Like, like do see, because th- people always want to imagine that the you know Illuminati or the whatever is out there and they're real and there's this evil group of lizard people wherever you know any name any conspiracy this always gets fantastical like a fantasy novel or a sci-fi novel at the top what i really think it is is just you know people are selfish and greedy at the end of the day and you know the more selfish and greedy you are if you're smart and you're selfish and greedy 
those are the people that tend to make it to the top to this because you know if you're like an altruistic person you don't tend to be cutthroat so you're not going to the top of finance for instance right yeah but like so it's really like the hard-nosed kind of for lack of a better word evil people that get in these positions of power because it's a system that necessitates you kind of got to be that guy to get to that level so they're the ones that are there and then they just make choices and systems that benefit them and their friends because why not that's what people do at all levels so i don't think it's like some big cabal i don't think there's like a room full of million uh, billionaires sitting around thinking about how we're going to like control the masses i think it's just individuals going how can i make the most money possible and then talking to another person that has the same idea and they figure out a way to do it. And unfortunately, usually the way to do that is by screwing over the vast majority of people. Yeah. I, you know, I think you pretty much summed it up. But I think a lot of times like people are like, but what about this? But what about that? Because there's glitches. It's just like yeah, you work in an office, right? Like you work in an office. Sometimes like you think you're doing one thing and then you wind up doing something else. Like you're, you're typing a paper or you're doing something and it changes and you try to fix it, but it's fucked up and you got to keep moving on. So you just pass it. You know what I mean? Or no, you don't, you understand what I'm saying? Like, no, just, I 100% get what you're saying. There's sometimes when shit just like, you're like, fuck it. I don't have time to do this because I have to do other stuff and my boss is going to understand, you know? So I think that's a lot of it i think they're just like like okay yeah like roswell was whatever it was go fuck yourself <laughs> you know i mean who knows who knows and they're just i think what what i'm saying is they'll use any kind of diversion a lot of the stuff they think is ufo stuff a lot of the stuff they think is like this and that it's all just bullshit well, it's just because people want it to be cool. It would be so much cooler to think that someone is somehow guiding all of civilization, that there's some, like, you know, figure out there that knows what's going on. But, like, as you said, you've worked in corporate America. Like, you realize how incompetent every person really is, even at the highest level. And that's the thing. Who's doing it? These no, douches a- that go home and have a whore wife? Yeah, I just, I don't think there's some genius out there pulling the strings of society. I don't think it's aliens. I think it's just like a system of faking it till you make it. It's, it's a, you know what are, it is? It's just like those douches that wouldn't let you in their shit fraternity, right? Yeah, now they're running J.P. Morgan and Stanley, and I'm I'm on conspiracy. So who got the but last laugh you know what? You're there? probably having a better life. You're, oh, jeez. If, if I'm having a better life, then I'm going to pray for them But tonight. you are, though. You know why? Why? Because those motherfuckers will never understand what it's like to get a standing ovation. Never. That's true. A true stand, and you may get one someday, pal. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I don't think I know what that feels like either. No, but you've gotten close. You've gotten very close, probably, if not the same thing. You've killed. I've seen you do well. And I'm well, saying is... Well, thank God for saying that, when you're, oh, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> when you're... But when you're when you're when you're that rich, how do you know if you kill? You because you make another billion. There's it's, always more. No, money No, it's to a make. great point. No, 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 it's a great point. But you think anybody in your life is going to tell you if you really kill? They're all going to kiss your ass. Um, true. I guess at that point you just know. It's like I either do a hostile takeover of my competitor's company or I don't. I mean, these and are measurable so, metrics. So even billionaires, you think they can just like do whatever they want? They have assistants. 
they have all these people that need their life to run, right? You know what? I honestly think I think you get to that level of insane, like you know, being worth like ten billion dollars or whatever. And I think you realize that you don't have as much freedom as you had hoped. No, you don't. Because at the end of the day, like again, this is gonna sound like gay or whatever. It's like you can't buy friends, really. You can't buy love, and you can't buy feeling good about yourself. No. These are all external things you're getting. So you can have the Lambo, you can have the the wife who's there with you for the money or whatever. But it's like, yeah, I think you get to that point. And part of you kind of goes like, was this even worth it? Am I even happy? And then you push that down and you make another billion dollars. No, but, okay, so what I'm saying is, is like, even with all your money, you can't do crazy shit or anything. I mean, probably for a little while. Oh, you can do some crazy shit. No, you, you can, a, a but I'm bills. saying, I guess you just pay people and they shut up. But there's always going to be that one person. There's always going to, I'm just saying... Oh yeah, there's always also there's always going to be like your rival who's another insanely wealthy billionaire that's going to want to up you or snub you or something and make you feel like a loser. But but I'm saying there's it's, it's like they do crazy shit, but it's just I don't know, man. It's not as easy. They need people. They need us, dude. We all need each other. That's the beauty of the human race. The rich, like in this hotel I work at, right? Hey, everybody, I'm sorry. I'm Anthony Quinn. I have a fucking part-time 40-hour job a week, okay? <laughs> I don't, I don't, if you, if you don't want me to work and suffer and my bones to hurt, then support me on Patreon. There we go, Chris. There we go. Um, so, so we're, we're going to talk about this So real quick and then, and then we're going to wrap up, but like the people that come to this hotel, right? Some of them, no, nobody's that rich, but they're like wannabe rich people. But there is no, there is no fucking good service without Anthony Quinn, pal. You know, they need me to enjoy their money. That is true. You gotta have people to build the stuff you want to buy and give you the service you want. God, but we like, also need them because we need their money. So it's it's uh, mutually, you know. South Park is so awesome. They put it. They said uh, gods and clods. <laughs> That's the one dude. Uh, the one dude Gerald was explaining to his son, like, why he went to college and he's a lawyer and why his best friend is some unemployed loser. <laughs> he said, well, well, son, it's. Gods and clods, you know. I need people to 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 pump my gas and <laughs> mow my lawn and do all the stuff I don't want to do. And that is so terrible to tell your child. <laughs> all right, okay. So we're gonna wrap up. Listen, Chris Warren, thank you so much for obliging us, man. I know we talked about serious stuff that's probably gonna affect you for the rest of the week, and I'm sorry about that. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have to check myself in the mental ward tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, if you need me to fill in for any gigs, just let me know. <laughs> Always, man. You're my first if any, if I ever have to cancel and they ask for a replacement, you're the first name I throw out. <laughs> uh I'll be like, hey, you like babies? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got one. <laughs> you like babies. Um you know, I want to ditch that bit, but people fucking love it, dude. It's a good one. It's it's your brand, Anthony. I know. It it turned out to be my brand, I guess. I don't 
<laughs> wait till you get a brand. <laughs> I can't wait. What's what's your fucking brand? And uh, it's androgynous yeah, hate myself. <laughs> yeah, I think I think for a while my brand was uh gonna was gonna be killing myself publicly, but that didn't work out so well. Dude, I like the new look though with the hat and the stuff. It's like you look like a lesbian that's really trying to be a man. <laughs> Thank you. That's well that is kind of my lived experience. <laughs> like trying really hard. <laughs> Maybe overdoing it a little. <laughs> All right, listen, tell people how they can get a hold of you. I'm I'm having too much fun. You gotta go to bed. I don't want you to All right, everybody. Well, my name is Chris Warren. I'm a comedian in the Northeast. And uh, if you want to come see some shows or check out some of my content, the best place to find me is on Instagram. I am Chris Warren Comedy on Instagram. So go on, give me a follow, check my stuff out. Again, that's uh, Chris Warren Comedy on Instagram. You are a champion among men. I just want to say that right now. Oh, you're going to make me blush, Anthony. Have you talked to your dad lately? Uh, I have not. That fucking douchebag. <laughs> let's let's do that. We'll do a live call in on no, the next episode. No, because your dad gave you some message through somebody, you know, and then he didn't follow it up with anything. What the fuck, man? What are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? No, dude. You tell your dad next time. You tell whoever relative you say you give him my number. <laughs> I'll give him Anthony. This is the man. This is my new dad, Anthony Quinn. No, no, no. You know, I'm not. I'm not your new dad. I just, I want to interview him to see if he's worthy to talk to you. <laughs> okay, you're my, you're my new gatekeeper. You got to get through it. Anthony, I'm your fucking, approval. I'm your family manager. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted a manager, although it's hopefully going to be for entertainment, but we'll do this. Oh my God. I don't, I can't be your entertainment manager because you're just all over the place. Um, anyway, listen, um, thank you so much, dude. And, and I'm going to talk to you soon. Okay. All right, sounds good, Anthony. You take care, my friend. You're the man. Get some rest. Cheers. Bye. Whoa, Chris Warren, man. Chris Warren, he belted out an hour and what? An hour and 34 minutes? Something like that? Okay. Oh, hour and one minute and 34 seconds. Um, That dude's one of my favorite people in comedy, and you know why? Because he's just so genuine and he's so funny. Um, this was a little bit of a serious podcast. He didn't joke around as much as he normally does. I'm not, that's not a disclaimer for him. Um, the dude is, is, um, you know, he's worked so hard and he's really having a decent degree of success. So please support him. That's Quinn's, that's Chris Warren. My name is Anthony Quinn. This has been a Quinnspiracy. Please support us on Patreon. We need all the help we can get. Cheers.